Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. It is a personal transformation podcast, focusing on improving your life, business, and your relationships. Hosted by Eldin Hassa, a mindset coach, relationship coach, author of a self-help book titled, Are We All Fucked?, which is a step-by-step guide to becoming a best version of yourself. Available on Amazon Worldwide, and also on his website, eldinhasser.com. Eldin is also a spiritual teacher, public speaker, workshop and seminar facilitator, and a successful property investor and developer, with passion for transforming lives globally for over 15 years. We have over 2 million downloads of our podcast. As a thank you, get a free copy of Eldin's book on his website, eldinhasser.com. Also, we are hosting a free Peak Mindset Masterclass. Get your free ticket on his website, formulaeq.com, or find the link in this podcast. Hurry, seats are limited. Share this podcast with your friends and family and help our mission to empower humanity. Please remind yourself every day how amazingly awesome you already are. Thank you and welcome your amazing host, Eldin Hassa. Welcome everyone to the Human Experience Podcast. This is your host, Eldin Hassa. And my guest today is Tanya, the herbalist. She's in Canada. And as you guys know, I'm in London, England. Uh, Tanya is a practicing herbalist. She's an expert on herbs with an award-winning business from organic products, eBooks and training courses coming from a corporate world, Tanya was making well over six figures, but hit the rock bottom when she and her mother and her sister nearly succumbed to the big pharma industry. She used this breaking point to find her passion in natural healing, speak up about the corruption behind big pharma, and has a life motto of facing oppression without fear. She educates coaches and shares her knowledge with the public on healthy habits, healthy eating, health through herbs, overcoming anxiety, facing oppression, and empowering others to have faith over fear. She also has a lot of expertise on mental health and anxiety. Tanya is someone that went from being bullied through life filled with anxiety herself to building a successful business using her voice to help people overcome the oppressive behavior of others. And she is now thriving in life with a very successful business, amazing family, and uh, she's just a happy and wonderful human being beautiful from inside out. So uh, without the further ado, I'd like to invite my guest, Tanya, to uh, introduce herself briefly to our audience, and then we can uh, discuss her inspiring journey. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you for having me, Alden. I think you uh, you covered that introduction pretty well. Um, yeah, coming from the corporate world, you know, traveling the world, you know, lots of expensive travels covered from the corporate world and seeing it all and enjoying it all. Um, it's usually in those points where you realize that fulfillment is not there. 
with the money. And through that journey, I had battled some, uh, you know, health issues myself. And then I saw my sister battle health issues herself. And the worst health battle I saw was in my mother. And yes, the pharma industry left her to die essentially. And it was through that hitting rock bottom that I started to try to do, you know, that deep down research for myself and for her um, that I started to wake up in towards the world of plant medicine. And then I started to be introduced to the suppression of plant medicine when it's actually very healing. And it is the original form of medicine for decades and decades before, you know, about the 1920s. Um, and that's what brought me on this journey. So I feel like I've tapped into my passion through hitting rock bottom through the endless anxiety that I had. And since that journey, it's now just been flourishing into sharing my journey, sharing my vulnerability with others to recognize, you know, through that struggle comes strength. And now sharing that knowledge with everybody else, including, you know, merchandise, products, eBooks, training courses, and now just recently introduced one-on-one -on -one coaching to do a deep dive to help people where I can. That is wonderful. I really love your work. I've been following you for some time now, I think over a year on social media. I've been reading your posts. I've been watching your videos. Amazing. And if I'm not mistaken, you also have sort of a show yourself where you have a lot of amazing guests. So your overall business and everything that you stand for, that you've been contributing positively to the humanity, making a positive impact it's uh, it's incredible it's fantastic and i'm very honored to have you on my uh, podcast today so if we can dive a little bit into um you, you know you're very successful thriving happy healthy most importantly with beautiful family and friends around you and what was your journey like what inspired you to be where you are today i know you mentioned a little bit the corporate world but what inspired you to uh, on your journey, because I know you've had sort of like an awakening periods in your life where you say, okay, now my mindset has shifted and now I, I have different priorities in life and you've learned from your experiences and you've been now teaching others. Sure, yeah. So there's a couple of different experiences where that awakening happened. It wasn't just one moment, all of them kind of complemented each other. But when it came to, for example, the awakening in terms of the pharma industry was uh, my mom's got a very rare disease called neurofibromatosis. She's got like nerve tumors throughout her body, about 40 or more. Her dad died from it. Her sister, a 25 year old, passed away from it. So, um, you know, it was trickling down that way. But they had thrown her on every narcotic you could think of and anything to try to suppress the pain, yet she was still in pain. And not only was she still dealing with her pain, she was starting to deteriorate from a mental state. And a lot of my intelligence and my strength comes from her. So when you see someone with a voice and that's you know over exceeding and excelling in life to completely break down and not even be able to have a coherent conversation with you anymore, essentially got to a point where I was mourning my own mother while she was still alive. I had to almost accept that helplessness and accept her, her death because she wasn't there anymore. You couldn't talk to her. She was bedridden. She was lost. Um, and this is aligned with the same time where I was excelling in my job. Um, this is in the corporate world, in the insurance industry. And I was traveling the world, everything paid for, for my, you know, my spouse and I, and it was all, you know, fancy and nice, but it was not fulfilling. I was feeling the most miserable that I was at the same time that it brought an excruciating amount of anxiety. And when I say excruciating amount of anxiety, I mean, 
every single day in the morning, I would be vomiting in the toilet because I couldn't deal it with, you know, the stress and stuff. And this is for years. It went on for a good two years, I would say every day. And if it didn't happen for a day, I was, it was a good day because, you know, I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm feeling a little bit better. So this was a combination of all of that hitting rock bottom. Um, and through that is when I realized that I need to do something. I took a step back. I had a really supportive boss at the time who said, maybe you just need a little bit of time off right now because you're, you're overwhelming yourself because I was always still an overachiever. So even though I was dealing with my personal battles, I was still going into work and I was excelling because that was my, my escape. But I was also burning myself out because I didn't have the energy to deal with that level of, you know, uh, work. So I took some time off work and I just went by nature. I never knew what meditation was. I knew what it was, but I've never actually ex like um, experimented with it myself. And so I went by nature every day for just over a week. And I sat there for a couple of hours and I just wanted to connect with nature and through that, I started to, I downloaded an app called Calm. I knew nothing about it. I downloaded it and I just started to say, let me just learn what meditation is. Let me just try and get these thoughts out of my mind. And it was about a week in of doing that every single day that I was plugging in and grounding myself where, you know, I was right sitting by water every single day. And I was watching, you know, five things I hear, five things I feel, five things I, I see. And through that, I started to quiet my mind a little bit. And I never noticed, never actually realized that moment of awakening until I quieted my mind so much because I really wanted this meditation to work. I really wanted to quiet the mind. So I was listening to this guided meditation and I was letting it just take control of me because I was out of control myself. And about a week in, did I finally have that inner voice that became loud enough for me, just a little bit louder for me to recognize there's something alternative that I can do to help my mom. And it started there. And when I heard that voice, I said, okay, this, this, there must be something for my mom. And immediately that weekend, I went to chapters and I grabbed a medicinal herb guide by the National Geographic on plant medicine, medicinal healing herbs. And I went back to that same place every single day while I was off work. I went back to that same uh, place by the water in nature, sat on a bench and I took a notepad and a pen and I started reading the book and I just started writing notes and trying to read on what can I do to help my mom's, you know, nervous system, because I knew that it was nervous troubles that she was having. And the rest became history. I found out, I fell in love with it. I couldn't believe the amount of healing property that was in plants. And I introduced that to my mom. And it's not like she took the plants 100%. But that, that push made my mom recognize that there's an alternative for her versus this pharma industry. And with that knowledge and her will and the combination of the plant medicine, she started to heal in a sense of eliminating the narcotics. And I'm talking about narcotics that, you know, like for example, oxys that they say is very, you'll be on it for life. Good luck trying to get off of it because it's very addictive. Um, with that combined with her going through a detox program that actually flushed her blood and stuff, she got off of her narcotics. And the doctors were like, there's no way there's no way you got off of it. Well, she did. And they actually even went to go and like test her urine and her blood because they couldn't believe that she had actually stopped. And sure enough, she had completely stopped. And now my mom fights her battle still. She's still got tumors. She's still got her, her disease, but she laughs. She talks. I can have my conversations. I feel like it's my mom again. And, you know, to think back, and this is, I'm talking about 2000 and 
13, 14, where I had accepted that death and to see where she is now got me to completely lose faith in the pharma industry and recognize that why are they suppressing, you know, plant medicine when it's got most of the healing properties in the medications that they actually give comes from plants. So once I tapped into that and I recognized how much they were suppressing plant medicine, I also realized that they can't patent anything that comes from nature. And if you yeah. can't patent it, you can't make money off of it. You can, and it all kind of trickles to what's right. Exactly. And it kind of trickled to what's happening now. So that's, that's the first moment of awakening that I happened that started to tap me into my journey. The second thing was, um, I was in a relationship just before I probably should have started with that story, but just before this, this one taps into how I understood the power of faith and where I understood the power of faith is I've always been a believer of God, me personally, but I've never been a very religious person. Um, I just said, whatever it is, you know, I used to call myself like a a Buddhist, a Christian, a Muslim. It didn't matter to me. I, I believed in a creator. And what happened was I was at a job before I had started this corporate job of being successful. I was at a job that I was not happy in. I was in a relationship that I was not happy in. And um, my health was same thing. Like this is when it started to deteriorate because of my mom's health and everything else that I was dealing with. I had gotten chronic hives from head to toe for six months, head to toe hives covered, like in my ears, everywhere, everywhere there was hives. It was awful. And I went to the the ER clinic because I thought I was having an allergic reaction to something. They gave me antihistamines and I took the antihistamines and while I was taking it, I felt, I felt sedated, but I was still awake. So trying to work and do all this stuff was very, very difficult. When I had finished the antihistamines, which helped a little bit, but when I had finished it, I completely infl- inflamed even worse than before I had started it. Um, so eventually, you know, I found out that it was, it was stress-induced hives. It Absolutely. wasn't even any allergic reaction. It was actually stress-induced hives. And it was, it was a tough battle because he over-medicated me, the ER doctor. I was taking, and I was taking such a high amount that I didn't recognize that. But when I went to go and see my family doctor saying, I felt like my heart was slowing down. I felt like I was going to fall asleep often. I didn't feel right. But at the same time, I thought it's antihistamines. It's calming. I'm maybe just not used to it. Well, sure enough, when he looked at the prescription, he's saying, you're actually taking four times more than what the person should be taking daily. And oh I'm 125, 130 pounds by four. I'm not a big person at all. So to be giving me four times more than the average wow. person, he was mind blown. He's like, you need to file a complaint against that ER doctor. You could have overdosed. You could have, you exactly. know, hallucinated or crashed while driving. And I offer- exactly. So all around that time, um, I, I, once again, before my official rock bottom with my mom, I was in a dark, dark place and I felt like I needed to find God. I needed to find faith again. And I just remember one day. And at this point I had moved out and lived with my girlfriend at the time because, you know, my, my parents kind of had their own problems going on and, you know, getting to that age where I didn't want to be in a house where there's toxicity when I'm trying to deal with my own battles. So I decided to go move in with my girlfriend who lived alone and, I was just same thing. I was not happy. And for the first time ever, Eldon, in my life, I sat down and I said, God, my plan is not working for me. I don't know what it is, but all the decisions, the people that I'm dating, the jobs that I'm getting, my, my life right now is so unsatisfying. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And I felt like something inside of me just had the strength to say, you know what, take that leap of faith. And I was okay with losing everything if it meant the chance of him guiding me. 
And so one morning I woke up and I broke up with my boyfriend I was with at the time without even any problems. We weren't fighting or anything. I just broke up because I just said, I'm not even going to waste any more of my time. I don't need this. Ended that relationship. The next day, walked into my job, quit my job before even having another job and went back to my girlfriend's house. The same day I quit my job, drove over to my friend's house where I was living, packed my entire belongings into my car, drove home, moved back into my parents' house. And I just remember sitting there and being like, wow, what did I just do? I have no job. I'm back at home with my parents and I'm single and, you know, I'm 26 years old. And I just felt like a failure where I was like, everything that I'm working towards is not working for me. And I just looked up and I said, I'm trusting you to guide me because all I know is all of this is not healthy for me. And all of this is not right for me. I'm letting it all go. And I did within a month, everything started to change. You know, I, I was offered this incredible job with the insurance industry that brought me to other parts of my life. And then I eventually met my husband now. And then I eventually, you know, we bought a house shortly after and it all changed because I took that leap of faith and I trusted, you know, a higher energy to be there and and to guide me when this was not serving me. So that's an example of the different things that, you know, it comes to just listening to yourself when it says, I'm okay with hitting rock bottom if it means something greater is going to come. And I've noticed a lot of people are afraid of taking that leap of faith, not recognizing the immense blessings that are going to come afterwards. And that's kind of how my, my journey started. And by sharing some of these stories and, you know, like we said, being bullied while growing up and stuff like that, but recognizing that it's not a depiction of me, it's a depiction of, you know, how they feel about themselves. It brought me on my journey to having to share this with others because I know what exactly what it's like to be in bad relationships, to be in a bad job, to not have money and to be unhealthy and implement these changes that, you know, I have nothing different than anybody else. We've all got the same tools to be able to do that. It's just the will to want to get there. And the fact that I look back now thinking I never imagined I would be where I am right now, but yet I made it makes me want to empower other people to recognize how great and advanced in their journey they can actually get when they just take it step by step to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. And you said something earlier about, you know, you felt like a failure going back to your parents age 26. And I always say to my clients and when I do my live events and I say, just because you had an experience that you failed at something doesn't make you a failure. So there is a big difference between the two. And what I want to dive a little bit deeper into the state, you know, that one month when you surrendered in your parents' house, in your perhaps old bedroom, and you sat there and you looked up or whatever within yourself and you said, "Um, I want you to guide me. I trust you to guide me. What was your feeling? How did you, can you describe the emotions and your thoughts? Because this is a key for the transformation. So if you don't mind sharing right. that with our audience. Of course. It's funny that you asked that because I've never actually been asked or answered that question, but I remember it vividly. And aside from the first day or two of feeling overwhelmed, like what did I just do? I felt at peace and you never understand it until you let go of all that energy and recognize how, how, peaceful the energy that I just accepted in was and when I accepted that I started to think of manifestation I was reading the book the law of attraction and the secret and things like that to understand the power of the mind and it was the first time where I was 
just, I, I, I was just saying yes to whatever I felt served me. If this person asked me to go here, I'll say yes or no, or this and that. And I just went with the flow, but I felt calm. And I felt like deep down, I made the right decision. And I knew that I was making the right decision. So I felt, I felt peaceful, you know, within a very short period of time of me feeling overwhelmed. Um, and I feel like once I accepted that, that peacefulness, that I made the right decision, did everything start to unfold? Because what had happened is within two weeks of me accepting that I was offered this incredible job and then everything else kind of manifested itself, but based on my energy that I was putting out, but it was overwhelming at first, but that peaceful feeling came in quickly, which just reassured me that this was hundred percent the right decision. Even though I knew it was the right decision, I now felt it and I felt that peace. And I just felt like I wasn't worried. I felt like the worries with off, were off of my shoulders. I've now, I have nothing to lose. And when you have nothing to lose, you have everything to gain. And that's all I put my mindset into. Absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant. And it is very important to see a lot of people don't recognize um, you kind of stepped out of your own way. You got out of your own way. You surrendered. You surrendered. Exactly. And, and, surrendered. and you mentioned several times you were guided by your inner um, intuition, inner feeling. You connected in that one month, you connected to your heart and soul which um, when we are in that space, there is a highly coherent brainwave state, highly coherent uh, feelings and emotions in our body, in our heart. And from this place, now we have energy to create. And we are like a vessel, like a vortex, like a, like a conduit of all of these creative energies. And we actually then connect deeper into our heart, into our soul. And this is how when these opportunities come to manifest in our life it's just uh, there are signs from the universe to say now you have changed your energy you have shifted and now get out of the way let me deal with everything and then now of course you have an amazing family amazing business and and would you say that this is something that you've been applying throughout your life after you got that job and after you left the job and now in business um in one way or the other, have you been consciously applying these methods in your life? Exactly. That's exactly it. Once I started to understand the importance of mindfulness and grounding myself and then manifestation, how important my energy is of what I'm putting out, um, I have been implementing that throughout my whole life, 100%, because I can't say that everything that I'm doing right now, I've been manifesting in a sense that, you know, a lot of people don't understand manifestation. They think that by, yes, it's one thing to think it, feel it and everything, but it takes work. You have to, you have to move towards that while you're thinking and feeling and, and, and perceiving it, right. To turn that into a reality. Um, so once I did that once, I like to, I make the comment usually like, for example, I manifested my husband, which I a hundred percent did. Um, because I had always been in toxic relationships, you know, I saw a lot of abuse growing up. So I assumed it was normal. So that was a perfect example that I never understood it until I tapped into my own healing responses and recognized and manifested that. And then same thing, once I saw one form of manifestation, you recognize how much you can manifest everything else. Um, so for example, when I turned into an award-winning business for me, like winning faces magazine was, was next level. And I never thought that that would happen, but I manifested it and I, I worked hard and I asked for referrals and I asked for people to, to vote for me since I was, you know, nominated and all these things. 
And I still remember, and I think that I was on such a high when I won that I actually crashed the week after because I was so, you know, my body was just in such overdrive from the excitement. And I was like, I can't even believe that happened. Um, But hundred percent, you manifest it, but it takes work. But for me, when you're doing the work that you need to do and that you especially want to do to get to where you want to go, it's hard work, but it's not daunting. Um, so it's it's funny, once you have that clear mind and you take that break every so often and you have the clear vision of where you wanna go, it manifests itself. And, and that's 100%, that manifestation and implementing those step-by-step has brought me to where I am and where I'm gonna be going. That's beautiful. That's, that's like music to my ears and our listeners would very much appreciate you sharing this with them. And I say to everyone, you see, it's great to meditate, but then, and you know, you do your visualization and you set an intention and maybe you even feel the emotion in your body. But then when you get up from the meditation, you have to be active towards your goals. And I say, the same things to everybody that I talk to my clients and, you know, in the events. And um, that is beautiful and very, you know, we totally agree on the same page. And what I want to focus on is um, now manifesting your husband and uh, same thing. (laughs) I manifested my wife and she manifested me. We manifested each other. And what was my um, kind of like similar journey I had was in many toxic relationships And what I did was I became like a celibate monk for six, seven months. I wasn't dating, wasn't doing anything. I was teaching meditation twice a day, um, five days a week, as in uh, sort of like a a side hustle. And um, I was just like doing all the positive rituals. I wanted to heal. I wanted to heal my energy. And because I also have been practicing many sort of things in relation to our energy. So I knew that we don't just get polluted by toxins, by, you know, ingesting food or alcohol or drugs. We can also get polluted by other people's energy. So I'm like, I'm not getting on uh, any dating apps or any dating websites. I, I want to work on myself and, you know, and I was doing a lot of journaling and actually I, um, I did a lot of journaling to to write about what Me I don't too. want to see anymore. Yeah. As in 50 pages, I've written about what I don't want to see anymore. And obviously then as a, as a result, what I do want to experience in my life. In my, and, and I met my wife and we actually fell in love on the first date. On very first date. And now we've been together seven and a half years. We got married three just over three years ago. And it's, uh, we have a honeymoon period every single day. And each day it's better than the previous day. And, you know, like people believe the honeymoon period lasts like three months, six months. It's not true. And you that- mentioned work, but it's effortless. When you are doing it from a different place, from your heart and soul, it, it, it's not work, it's pleasure. It is. Yeah. And we all, we all seek love. And it's funny because since I've introduced one-on-one coaching, one of the things that I work towards is finding your dream spouse. Um, And and I, I go into a deep dive with clients for that is because they don't understand that. And when you find that partner that compliments you, your life path is a lot more clear. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yes, I have built most of what I have through my own manifestation, but I 100% have to give him credit as well because 
that support and that fulfillment in my life helped me recognize, you know, one very important part was fulfilled. And I know there's a lot of people that say, you don't need a relationship to go where you need to go. And, you know, we've got a lot of alphas now running around, but a part of me disagrees with that because we all seek love and companionship and that companionship, that need of relatedness and, and that connection is so important for you to feel fulfilled and to get on your life purpose. And it's a lot easier than what most people think. It takes a lot of breaking the habit of being yourself, your old self and building a new self. And that only comes through diving into the parts of you that maybe you're ashamed of, maybe you're not happy about, maybe you don't talk about that. You're not even aware of it. But through those healing responses is the only way you're going to start to manifest that life. And a hundred percent, I think, I think at the end of the day, whether they admit it or not, every single person deep down inside wants to find their soulmate or their partner or whatever it is that you want to call it, you know, and when you find that right one that, you know, just connects and brings you on that journey, everything else makes sense. And then your life starts to manifest in a different way. Um, so that's one of the things that I definitely dive into as well. Like I said, in my coaching sessions, um, where it also taps into whether it's anxiety or self-work or finding your path of purpose, it all kind of correlates together it to does. bring you to that next step. Absolutely. It does. It does. And as you said, uh, that's beautifully ex uh, explained. There's many alphas out there, whether it's male or female, and, and I also disagree because there is actually a scientific fact that is a human need. This is not something, it's like, you know, breathing, you know, or food to, and water to live, to survive. Mm -hmm. Human need to, um, for love and connection, not just companionship, but I'm talking about the love and connection because I also have been doing relationship coaching uh, for over 10 years. And I ask people, so what do you want? They tell me, I want a partner, but I say, why? Well, you know, I want, and then what we actually, when we dive deep, we establish that what they truly want is to feel loved, to give love, but it's the kind of love when they feel their heart is fully open. And I say, okay, so what you are looking for is the feeling. You're not looking for a partner, you're looking for a feeling. So I can teach you how to have that experience ahead of manifestation. And now you are not a half a person meeting another half. Now you are whole yeah. person meeting another whole person who is also on their journey. And now two people on their journey have a third journey, which is together and they support each other's journeys and every, everything looks effortless. Like, you know, my, my wife is a kind of lady that she scares a lot of people because, you know, people, um, men get scared of independent women who are very high, on a high level in the corporate world my wife she's a lawyer and i love that i've been encouraging her helping her as as a friend not as a coach as a best friend and guiding her and she uses me as a sounding board and i just listen i don't give any any advice because she knows all the answers she just wants to get stuff off of her chest and to me as it is an inspiration to see very powerful ladies doing amazing things in the world because we don't have father nature we have mother nature so thanks exactly. to our mothers and to the ladies we are who we are today right very well said it's true and my husband's very similar to you in a sense that it's not about alpha or not we, we complement each other that's where the balance comes and it's that's it's a crucial point that you made is it's not about being half and finding your 
other half. You have to be whole to actually understand, accept, appreciate the, the, the companionship that you can have with someone else and have that experience um, and, and take it to a whole other level type of experience. It's, it's very important and it's very unfortunate that a lot of people are missing out on the opportunity, which, which is why you see you know, so many divorces or separations and things like that happening is because really the inner work is not done. Um, and until you can get the inner work, you can go from relationship to relationship and to job to job and, you know, all of that. But that that lack of fulfillment is going to keep happening until you do the inner work. Yeah. Unless people do the healing that is required, the inner work that is required, they're going to be um, bouncing in, on a rebound from one relationship to the other. And often they're going to meet um, another uh, person perhaps a different name, but it's the same characteristics. They push their same emotional buttons. They treat them in the same way because unconsciously they are addicted to those stress hormones and those experiences of, um, you see, people don't realize it's unconscious. Unconsciously, they are addicted to the feeling of unworthiness. So when mm -hmm. they find a partner who will, you know, intensify that in their body, They'll be like, yeah, this feels right. He, he or she feels right. But what they don't realize, they didn't heal. And then, of course, as you say, after a while, they break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or even they get married and get divorced. And they say, oh, there's no good guys out there. Or there's no good girls out there. Exactly. It's not, it's not the truth. The fact of the matter is there is, I've interviewed loads of people who have been in four decades, five decades in a happy marriages, in happy relationships, and they experience honeymoon period every single day. So there is a way. And if you guys, viewers and listeners would like to know more, get in touch with myself or with Tanya, we can help you to uh, actually overcome those challenges and bridge the gap from where you are to where you wanna be and help you heal, help you have a deep dive so you can find that soulmate twin flame and you know whatever else you have to work on whether it's like something to do with your mental and physical health tanya is an expert i'm an expert so come and see us um that's amazing i mean this episode is probably going to be one of my uh top three that i've recorded so thank you so much tanya uh, before we go a few more questions i know you you have uh, appointments after this so i'm not going to keep you for very long um, so Tanya, if people want to find you on online, what is your handle on social media, uh, your website, where can people hire you for your services, buy your merchandise, your books, your courses, and your coaching services, please, could you tell us more about that? Thank you, Eldon. Um, so on most social channels, I am at TanyaTheHerbalist.com, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, it's Tanya the Herbalist and Coach. Um, and my website, of course, TanyaTheHerbalist.com. Um, so like you had said, I do have eBooks, courses, um, training, merchandise as well that I call kind of wearing your mind so that you're able to, you know, share how you speak through your clothing and kind of connect with other like-minded people. My guides vary anything from finding your path of purpose to, you know, a medicinal herb guide for beginners. Um, and now just recently introduced one-on-one -on -one coaching that is as an empowerment coach, it focuses on everything from overcoming anxiety, finding your dream job, life, spouse, um, and, you know, everything else in terms of how to start a business, how to find your purpose, because one big thing, and that's one of the courses I'm working on right now is how to start a business with zero startup. 
And that's something that I myself had had done and experienced with, but it's all baby steps. And um, I just love to be able to work one-on-one -on -one where it's really getting into a deep dive of let's work on it. Here's some templates and some worksheets and some homework and, you know, having that motivational speaker a little bit to kind of get you to see that light at the end of the tunnel and build that. So I do have a three month program and a six month program. Um, and that's essentially it. So most of it, all of it is all available on tanytheherbalist.com. Or if there's anything that's not there, feel free to email me at support at tanytheherbalist.com. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So Tanya is also a, an activist on human rights and what is going on today in the world with uh, people surrendering their free will and their human rights. So could you share some of your personal experiences in Canada that you have been subjected to? So um, yeah, I'd like to consider myself uh, a freedom fighter in a sense that I do believe in my body, my choice. So we're living in a day and age now where, you know, a lot of people are living very unhealthy lifestyles. And if they don't have the option to choose what they do in their life, like someone could choose to live unhealthy and someone could choose to live healthy, but to go and mandate a vaccine or to go and mandate masks that I do believe are dangerous to the immune system, um, then you should have a choice to do that. The same way you have a choice to drink your alcohol, the same way you have a choice to smoke, you have a choice to eat processed unhealthy foods, whatever it is that you want. Well, then other people deserve a choice to live healthier and happier to maybe not be so afraid of a virus. Maybe they understand how viruses work and they understand that their immune system is the vaccination that they need to be able to, you know, fight some of these viruses. Um, so I'm just a big believer in, you know, you cannot mandate something against someone that could be detrimental to their health. How are Absolutely. you going to put a population on lockdown and isolate them when we know that isolation is a form of oppression? This is something that they they actually do in prison to, Absolutely. you know, to almost torment uh, the, the prisoners there. And to go and isolate the elderly or people and have that lack of connection and lock them down and close businesses, that stress and that fear alone will destroy someone's mental health and destroy their immune system. So as a, as a, you know, a mental health advocate and as a natural healer, I cannot understand and will not accept someone telling me how to live my life when there's a lot of things that are actually a lot more dangerous that should be focused on versus what's happening now. It's my body. It's my choice. It's my ch children's choice. It's the future of humanity. And as a mental health advocate, I have seen the impacts that this is happening and these measures are having on people. And it's heartbreaking because I get told, oh, you're selfish. Just put on a mask and go out. And these are the people that are very stuck in their box. And I feel sorry for them because they obviously have not tapped into their healing responses because they're buying into this propaganda, not to recognize that this is far bigger. Do you think that just by putting on a mask and being complacent is going to end all of this? This is much bigger than that. And I, I'm, I've had a friend overdose intentionally. I know people that have caught, uh, gone through suicide. I know multiple pharmacists who have told me that they have prescribed more antidepressants than they ever have before. All of these that are so sad to see and dangerous to our health that I can't sit here and be silent. So I've gotten my voice and I've gotten a louder voice to share that it's about medical freedom, you know? And like I said, I, I was aware of the corruption behind the pharma before any of this happened. And that's why I had a clear vision, like, you know, tunnel vision, very clear when it came to what's happening is because I understood that they've been suppressing natural healing and plant medicine for a very long time because 
there's no money to be made there. So now I yeah. saw this evolve and them pushing these measures like, you know, nothing's going to go back to normal until there's an injection and nothing's going to go back to normal until you comply. I already had red flags everywhere because of my own experiences. And of course, my intuition telling me that doesn't make sense. You mean to tell me no. if I have a healthy immune system, the only way I can go back to normal to deal with the virus that I'm not even afraid of is by getting an injection that potentially could be worse than the disease itself. And sure. where there's a risk, there has to be a choice. And that's where people are not recognizing. They're like, oh, but the science says a mask isn't dangerous. Well, I refuse to accept that because there's years and years, like a decade's worth of, of studies that have been done in terms of breathing in your own pathogens. And when I share that, people are like, oh, but you're not a doctor. And you're like, you're right. I'm not a doctor, but I'm looking at all these studies that were created by doctors and scientists and epidemiologists and everything that are saying that this is not the way to go. This could be detrimental, especially for young kids who, you know, are, are learning languages. They're, they learn to mouth read uh, and, and, and everything at such a young age. So to block their mouth and the people that they're interacting with in schools and their friends and things like that. It's so detrimental. And because we've never seen anything like it before, people aren't even recognizing the PTSD and the trauma that's going to be happening long-term because of this. Yeah. And this is why I fight for that freedom is because if people want to comply, go ahead and comply. But I see the bigger picture and the, the effects, the negative effects that this is going to have on our children in the future. And that's the reason why I'll continue to fight for that because it's, it's, it's your body, it's your choice, it's your life, it's your choice but you cannot push that on everybody else because you've bought into the fear and the propaganda. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. And what I want to say to our audience, to our listeners, to our viewers, you see, um, Tanya was uh, explaining earlier about the children and children have mirror neurons at that very young age. So, you know, when you have, if you guys have a child and when you are feeding your child and you uh, go with the spoon we naturally as parents we open our mouth and we go you know and then the child is mirroring what we are doing and this is just an example of feeding the child but child does that in everything between age zero to age seven from the birth to age seven they have a not developed analytical brain analytical thinking analytical mind and so mainly they are in the permanent software program installation brainwave state theta state so it's very crucial for them to have access to all the senses to be able to read the body language to do the to utilize their mirror neurons and so what we are actually experiencing globally is that you know the many generations young kids and and young adults are going to suffer for God knows, uh, decades after the, um, you know, things resume in a certain way and people remove the restrictions, because I don't call it going back to normal, because there are many things that they were broken before the pandemic lockdown. So I call it bef uh, when things get lifted, when the restrictions get lifted and people can go about truly experience their God-given right to be free to go about their work, about their life, to go to the park, to travel, to go on vacation, to go on holiday with the friends and family, to go to bars, to, you know, sporting events, uh, concerts, theater, 
and um, you know, and choose because you see nobody forces us to have a surgery. So we go to see a doctor, we have a certain condition, and doctor says, "I recommend that you have this surgery," but we can decide and choose not to have a surgery. And I know people who opted out of having. Uh, surgery on their spinal cord where doctors four or five doctors said you will be paralyzed for the rest of their your life and what they did they opted against the surgery and they did some mental work they did some inner work and in six weeks they healed their spine they were it was broken in six places and they were back on their feet walking after six weeks uh at the gym training uh, after 12 weeks for the next triathlon with their mind alone. And what you mentioned, the power of the mind many times and the immune system. You see, you are a somewhat expert in immune system and many methods of how we can help our immune system because this is what we don't see on the news, in social media, we don't see any of that. So what is your advice to our viewers, to our listeners? What can they do? to help themselves and to intensify, to elevate their own immune system? Well, first is to try to have a clear mind and try to de-stress. It's super important. Even if it's a small walk outside of nature by yourself, listening to a motivational speech, taking a bath, meditating, you know, clearing that mind because your body is connected with your mind. And no matter how healthy your body is, if your mind is not healthy and happy, you know, and, and vice versa, it's going to affect each other the same way if you might have a healthy mind, but if you're not physically healthy, it's going to eventually get to your mind. Um, so that would be the very first thing is because the psychological aspect is very, very important. Now, in terms of, for example, plant medicine in a physical aspect, well, things that support the nervous system, you know, taking herbs like valerian, which is actually the active ingredient in Valium, most people don't recognize that, you know, skullcap, lemon balm, chamomile, um, those are, are herbs that help support the nervous system. And then taking things like adaptogenics, whether it's mushrooms like reishi or shiitake or ashwagandha, astragalus, these are all adaptogenics that will help not only de-stress, but build resilience. Meaning, for example, there's a study with ashwagandha with after a 12 weeks of uh, a 12 week study that after like say about a month or so of taking it, it actually starts to build resilience, which means the stressful factors will still happen, but how you respond is actually better balanced and better because you've got now that, that uh, support that your system needs. So these are herbs that are really good. And then there's herbs, for example, for a cough or a virus and things to boost the immune system, right? Same thing, ashwagandha and astragalus boost the immune system. You've got echinacea, hibiscus, which is high in vitamin C, natural vitamin C. Um, and there's so many other ones. And then there's, you know, things like mullein or marshmallow root that help with uh, congestion, the coughs, you know, clearing out mucus, the mucus membranes, it helps cleanse it out. These are all different ways to help support the immune system where your body takes it and absorbs it on a cellular level and helps that repair versus taking something like a medication that's masking the symptoms that's not actually, you know, cleansing it on a cellular level without the side effects. And most of these herbs, almost, almost all of them are safe to take while you're pregnant, while you're, you know, breastfeeding for your young children, obviously certain ones, you know, check out when you're breastfeeding or nursing, just because you don't want to lower the, you know, the, the milk or uh, induce labor and stuff. But a lot of them are fairly safe if taken properly, especially for kids, their bodies are the closest thing to nature 
which means they actually take and absorb those plants so much better. I have my son, for example, in the summertime, he's always barefoot outside on the grass, but he eats certain plants that I allow him to right off of the ground. Go ahead, a dandelion, pick it up, eat it, any part of it, it's healthy for you. And a lot of people don't recognize that, that the plants are our best friends. And, you know, they communicate to us, we communicate to them the same way the sun communicates to us and photosynthesis communicates with them. Um, but there's so many herbs and I do have a medicinal herb guide for beginners that breaks down, you know, herbs for women's health, for, for men's health, for immune system, for the heart, for anxiety, for sleep. There's so many of them. And I found the most success uh, through using these plants, not for myself, like I'd mentioned before, for my mother as well, and for my family who definitely believe in the natural way of healing because they have seen the power behind it themselves. That's beautiful. I love that. And uh, I urge everybody who is listening to this podcast to go to Tanya's website, download her ebook, uh, also check her merchandise. And if you want some advice and one-to-one coaching on what herbs to take, for your specific condition, get in touch with Tanya. And also um, I would like to add what is incredible and, and necessary for our immune system is vitamin D from sun, being outdoors, being outside, even if it's yes. a cloudy day, spend time outdoors, be in the sun, because no amount of vitamin D supplements will give you what you get from the sunshine is free it's free. So even if you are in the country, in the city, because this podcast is in, you know, uh, over 100 countries. So even if you are in the full lockdown, you're still allowed to go outside for an hour or something. Uh, use that time and don't apply the sunblock. It's not going to allow yes, the sun rays to that. come, to come yes. on you because those chemicals that they are in the you know, I, I, I apply um, organic, high-quality olive oil. I don't use sunblock. Yeah? And, or carrot and, oil uh, is a good one. Yeah, or carrot oil, and that's it. And, and people say, yeah, but this is all the farmer. You know, they, they have the ideas in how they can make money out of us, how they can profit. And they, they have been doing this for centuries. So don't be duped into everything you see on the news, reading the newspapers, and, you know, if you don't believe uh, people like Tanya and I, just check your state. Am I experiencing high level of stress? And am I feeling fear? Am I feeling like, you know, no will for life? If that is how you are feeling, perhaps it's time to do something different, to follow the advice on this podcast, to use some herbs, exercise, meditation, consume positive content, not just once in a while, all of the time, stop watching news and fear propaganda. You owe it to yourself to be empowered, to connect to your heart and soul, to connect to your spirituality, to connect to your inner power. And happiness, it's an inward out experience. It's not from outside in. So take time each day, apply some of the habits and rituals that Tanya and I have been recommending in this podcast. And if you need any help, get in touch with Tanya, get in touch with me, and we would be more than happy to guide you, to assist you and help you. And so thank you very much, Tanya, for this amazing podcast recording today. It was an absolute honor to have you with us. And I look forward to more collaboration with you, watching your amazing journey, your amazing videos uh, that you post all the time. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure to have you. It was a pleasure for me too, Alden. I'd love to be able to do it again sometime.